Welcome to Uncharted Journeys. I'm your host, Kathy McKnight. If you're like me and have ever sat back and wondered, how did I get here, whether literally or figuratively, in terms of your career or life in general, then you're in good company and have come to the right place. On Uncharted Journeys, you'll hear from amazing women about their straight and narrow, zigzaggy, or somewhere in between paths to success. Today's guest has 25 plus years marketing experience. Known for her keen business and fashion sense, she is considered somewhat of a marketing integration guru, having garnered expertise across the multiple adjacent disciplines such as marketing, advertising, PR, as well as digital and social programming. Where she truly shines is in her ability to bring each of those areas together. Bold in her beliefs, she doesn't subscribe to the business as usual type of thinking, but rather lives and works by the notion of business as unusual, delivering results by outthinking their clients' competitors with an asset-intensive industries. President and CEO, as well as Director of Strategic Development at Avocet communications and host of her own podcast, Integrate and Ignite Marketing. Welcome, Laurie Jones. Well, thank you very, very much. I, um, I'm so excited to chat with you today. And, you know, it's just wonderful to be here after many, many weeks of trying to get this scheduled. So thank you for being patient as well. Well, you know, between life and holidays and summer and just things, it's all good. I'm just so happy that we we got it on the books and we're actually having our conversation. So I gave literally the very, very high level highlight reel of who you are and the things that you've done. Maybe you can share a little bit more with our audience about who you are and, and, and what you do. You know, um, integrated marketing is what I know um, as a professional. And, you know, that CEO title is something that I've worked really hard to achieve. But I would say the most important title that I have day in and day out is that MOM title. Um, I'm the mother of four incredible uh, children. They're not really children anymore. We've got one out of college, two in college and one in high school. Um, But nonetheless, um, that's where my real passion is, is uh, being a mother and showing them Um, what true grit is um, through owning your own business and running a company and working 50 plus uh, hours a week and still, you know, keeping the train on the tracks. That is a lot. Um, I always, I've got two um, and sort of sounds like we're around the same ages for our our kids in the middle. Um, And Absolutely. You know, the, the mom role is, is it never ends. Mm-hmm. We're always there and finding that balance. And, uh, but for, um, you know what, I am always amazed. Anybody who outnumbers themselves with kids, I look at and go, you are brave. Oh, I, you know, my, my husband and I have always said, had we met earlier in life and he's 12 years older than me, uh, we would have even had more. Uh, but we did stop at four. So yeah, well, you know what, there are probably times where you're like, Oh, thank goodness. And other times it's like, Oh, I miss that, that stage of, of whatever it is. You know, there's, I don't know about you. I never had, there's not a stage my kids went through where I was like, Oh, I can't wait for this to be over. Um, it was, everyone was, it was great. And it was, it was fun and exciting and, you know, turned, you know, you learn something new about yourself through each of those stages. And, you know, I have to laugh. Um, so we just delivered two of the kids to college uh, this last week. And um, I was, well, I really wanted to ask the college students to send me a picture of their first day of school. And I did not um, because, you know, that's just not cool. Right. But one of them did send unaided me the photograph today. And of course it went up on social media two seconds later. Um, But it's, you know, you do. I mean, it's, each stage is amazing. Um, and, you know, it's the grounded uh, family atmosphere that I think um, really creates that comfort of knowing that they're going to be taking care of themselves uh, 
when they're not under the roof and four walls of the home that they grew up in. Yeah, that I think, you know, that the word grounded, I think is so important for all of us. Um, as a mom, we work, we work really hard to make sure our kids are grounded, that they understand what's important, family values, you know, respect, caring for others, but then they do the same for us because we get caught up, you know, like you said, when you own your own business, which is what I am as well, you know, entrepreneur, 50 plus hours is not unheard of and, and finding, that balance and showing them that it's, they're not always going to be first, right? That, and that's okay. And I think that's where so many of us, I think really not fall down, but where we get that too much pressure because society has told us family always needs to be first. And you know what? It doesn't, there's sometimes we need to put what we feel is most important first. And that might be work. Exactly. Or ourselves. (laughs) Exactly. And it just changes, you know, from one hour, one minute to the next. Yep. Yep. Got to be able to pivot. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. All right. So as, as we talked about, so I start all of my, uh, all of these discussions with four core questions. So let's dig into the, the, the first question. So, you know, you've, you've worked for a family business. I, I want to hear about what it's like working with your dad, because I'm not sure that would have ever flown for me. I love my dad dearly, 82 and a half and going strong. Um, but working with them day in, day out, I'm not sure. So definitely want to dig into that. But what was the first career you remember wanting to do when you grew up? Did you always want to be a marketing maven? No. <laughs> um, I absolutely, positively, you know, I grew up in the marketing business. Um, my father, of course, um, owned the agency and my uncle was in marketing. My granddad was in the trade show, visit, trade show exhibit business in Chicago and, and New York. And uh, I grew up wanting to be a broadcast journalist. And that's what I studied in college. Fourth year, second semester of college, um, I realized I absolutely hated journalism from the oh, standpoint no. of being in front of the camera. I did not enjoy it. Um, I hated it, um, as a matter of fact. And it was at that point, I had a professor who I was interning with and he, uh, my father started the agency in 1980 and he was a one man band at the time. And during that um, project with my professor, we asked my father to do a creative project for us. And we were sitting down at a Chili's restaurant in Fort Collins, Colorado, summer of 1989. And I was going over this project with my father And he said, you know, why don't we do this together? Why don't we just give this a whirl and see what happens? Um, And it was that at at that moment in time that, I mean, the relief of, oh, my gosh, I don't have to, you know, start a career with something that I hate and start something um, that I've grown up with um, was very, very exciting. Um, And it was the the first great yes that I said. The second, of course, was saying yes to my husband. Um, But I I loved it. And, you know, I've never looked back. How serendipitous. I mean, you're in your fourth year of school and to have that epiphany and, you know, good on you for recognizing that, you know, and and being able to admit to that because so many people I know, you know, I look, I look back and I, my, my career path was, I talk about a long and winding road. It was certainly circuitous. Um, But I've spoken to so many people where they're like, yeah, you know, my job was fine and my career was fine, but I would have really, looking back, I would have really X, I would have really loved to do, you know, this because I had a passion for it. And I don't know how your kids are, the two that are in school. My daughter went in very focused, forensic biology, was going to go do med school and had her 
career and life planned out, right? And she took one microbiology course and went, I'm not doing forensics. I'm going into oncology research. I'm like, good. For, and we encouraged her, right? It's like, take, take English. She the school she goes to, they have to take uh, to graduate. They have to take two indigenous studies courses. So she did that. Love them. Has that has been her electives all through her four years. Um, but uh, yeah, like finding new things. So, but being able to admit that after four years and oh, good on you. Well, and, and I'm just glad I hated it so much. Um, that I'm glad that I finally came to the realization that, you know, I, happiness was far more important. Yeah. So it, I mean, just from the little bit we've been talking, it sounds like your dad was a really big influence in your life, but who was the first big influencer you remember? Was there maybe yeah. a, a journalist that, you know, got you into journalism? You know, Walter Conkright um, was definitely someone that I always had a tremendous amount of respect for uh, growing up. Um, but, and, you know, and that was intriguing to me. Um, you know, Connie Chung uh, was one of the first female, um, uh, you know, broadcasters uh, at the five o'clock, six, six o'clock news hours. Um, but truly, it was my father. We uh, grew up a very, very tight knit family. He was my best friend until I met my husband. And we did a lot together as a family. Therefore, I've got four siblings as well. So we were always out in the wilderness you know, hunting, fishing, camping, backpacking, climbing 14ers. And he and my sister, um, he just had a real sweet spot in his heart for the two of us. And um, again, I he was just very incredibly supportive. I was a collegiate cheerleader, always was at the games with my, you know, my mother and uh, just really supportive. And believed in me on such a big, big level when quite frankly, I even doubted myself. And he was always there to say, you can do it. You can achieve this. Um, just put your mind to it for him to ultimately, you know, it was interesting. I, I'm unfortunately, I lost my father recently. Um, and I've never asked him how long he waited to ask me to ultimately work with him. Um, but I'm sure he was just waiting for the right time. Um, and he, I, I never, ever thought that um, we would be doing this together. And we worked side by side, uh, you know, for 25 years. I'm so sorry for your loss. What an amazing, the fact that you got 25 years of day in, day out. I'm sure that the days weren't all smooth. I'm sure there were times where you, you disagreed or had a different perspective, but, yeah. you know, to have that kind of time and an intellectual engagement uh, with a parent. I don't, you know, that's, that's rare. So, wow. Fantastic for you. We loved it. We just loved it. Yeah. Is there a song that epitomizes your career path or your career? You know, it's so funny um, because as I was prepping for our discussion today, um, I'm going to get a little emotional talking about this. Um, and, and for the listeners, you can tell by, you know, the story that we're, we're telling here um, why I've chosen this song. And it's called One Man Band by Old Dominion. And the, the, song, um, talk, it, the song is about a man who ultimately meets his, you know, wife, his true love to be. But I look at the lyrics um, as a one man band is a term that's used in the marketing field quite a bit. Um, especially for creatives. Um, you know, he's a one-man band shop, um, really creative and really, really good. How my father transitioned me into the business and did not want to be a one-man band anymore is really the meaning for me behind that song. And every time I hear it, 
Um, I get a little emotional, you know, because he's not with me anymore. But I also look at it with great gratitude from the standpoint of, you know, he realized that he wanted to work with me. And we, you know, built this incredible top 100 business. And, you know, he had a lot to do with it. So it's, I look at it as, you know, happiness at this point as well. Already, I can see how you look at things differently, how while even the song had a very clear, linear intent, you were able to pull out a different perspective. So, you know, some of the stuff that, again, prepping for our conversation today, you know, talking about a lot of what what you've written about your org and, and some of the interviews you've done, you talk about passion and you talk about wanting to be the best and doing things with excellence. And just like I said in the intro, you know, about unusual taking a different path. So it's it's absolutely no wonder that, that you guys are a, a top 100 org at all. Um, so which into the next question. So if your career were a road, what would it be called? It would be called Grit Parkway <laughs> because it is not easy. And I think people, um, you know, going into business realize that it's not easy but at the same time, they don't realize how hard it is. There's a big difference between, you know, something that's easy and something that's hard. And it takes grit um, and that never give up attitude to ultimately pave the, the road that we want to travel down. And there are many, many, many forks in the road. There is no doubt about it. Um, difficult decisions, decisions um, that you know were made um, from a place of, um, justice, decisions that you know were made um, from an integrity standpoint, uh, decisions that were made from an innovation standpoint. Maybe you had a designer that just wasn't quite, you know, getting it done. But they're all made from a place of wanting to be, uh, you know, wanting to provide our clients an innovative, superior product um, and wanting to be able to stand the test of time and wanting to be sought after. Um, and truly, our vision uh, is in demand. We want to be in demand, and we want our clients to be in demand. And those decisions and the grit that it takes to make sure that you're always operating at that level, you know, are not easy. Yeah, I, I love the, the way you put that about you wanting to be in demand, that you want to be the company that people want to work with and not, not everybody gets to work with because, you know, again, I'm sure after 25 years and the reputation that, that the organization has and, and your rec reputation that precedes you, having that choice, being able to work and make the decisions of who you work with and not having, getting beyond that point where you have, you feel you have to work with everybody because you're just not sure where right. it's coming next. I'm sure you have a lineup where you're like, yes, we would love to work with you, you know, let's start in November because that's when we have bandwidth for you. Right. We, we definitely do turn business down. Um, it, whether it's not a right fit um, from a categorical standpoint or um, there's something, you know, that we don't think can be fixed with the product or the reputation that they have. I mean, we love a good challenge. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> we love challenges. Um, but they're, you know, or quite frankly, they're just not nice people. Um, and they're out there. And I have for, fired more accounts because the people are just unkind to my team. Um, or, you know, I felt as though I have to step in because they are being unkind. Um, and, you know, you just can't let things like that happen. Yep. You've got to do what's right. So 
I mean, integ- I'm hearing integrity over and over again. Um, what has your j- career journey been like? What's it look like? And I mentioned, you know, I really want to dig in with, you know, working for and with your dad, because I'm sure at the beginning it, you were very much working for him. Um, and that evolved to you, you know, sitting side by each and, and really running the business together. What's that been like? Well, it's incredible. I, um, you know, there have been some, you know, times where I thought to myself, how are we going to get through this? I mean, there's wins and, and loss, there's innovation and flops, there's, you know, stronger, wiser, curiosity, all these sort of things. And um, I love it. I, you know, this is all I've done. <clears throat> and um, is, I'm actually entering my 33rd year, by the way. Oh. And it is all that I know, all that I've done. And I cannot imagine, I've worked with incredible people, whether they be our own time, our own team members or clients, incredibly wise, deeply intelligent people um, that I've really been able to learn through and grow through. And, and, you know, I I think curiosity is so important here, right? It's why we have stood the test of time um, when digital uh, was really starting to take hold, or, or actually, let's even back it up. When this thing called the World Wide Web was starting, um, we were an early adopter. We were the first agency in the state of Colorado Colorado, to give a seminar in an actual room with four walls um, on this thing called the World Wide Web. And we introduced email at the same point. And so we've always tried to either be an early adopter of innovation or invented things on our own from an approach standpoint. And I think that's what has, you know, that curiosity is what has kept me intrigued with the business. If we were still doing um, print only advertising, which is where we started out with B2B tech companies, I think it'd be pretty boring, number one. But number two, we'd be out of business. Uh, So this constant innovation and curiosity um, and, and that mindset of always wanting to try something new um, is really important and um, why we get hired um, by our clients, why we sustain our clients um, for many, many years. And, you know, it's a good litmus test for me when I'm hiring too. Um, I had a, a team member who I let go about three and a half years ago um, who was constantly saying, we don't do that, Lori. We don't do that, Lori. We don't do that, Lori. And I finally said, we do. It's why we've stood the test of time. We're always going to be trying something new. And then ultimately, you know, we had to weed her out. Um, but, you know, it's it's that mindset. It's that entrepreneurial mindset. And there are a lot of entrepreneurs um, out there as well, by the way. Um, but it's that entrepreneurial mindset, that grit, back to a lot of what we talked about today, um, that really helps out and, and why we're here. So I have to ask, you joined the business 33 years ago with your dad. Any of your kids thinking about following the same path? Well, I tell you, um, they've all worked in the business, um, not from, you know, as interns. Right. And I don't know yet. Uh, you know, I really appreciated the fact that my father um, didn't talk to me a lot about it. Obviously, it's more of a discussion with them because, you know, we're a family owned business. Um, and I don't know. I'm going to let them make that decision um, if this is where their heart is and um, they truly believe that they can impact the bottom line and be a part of a fast growth organization, I would love to have them. That's cool. All right. So you talked about that, that opportunity where you were working with the professor, your fourth year, you engaged with your dad to help with some creative work for that engagement. Was that the defining moment that 
something that really set your this trajectory of, of marketing on its way? Was there something maybe earlier, maybe through coursework or another job that you thought, oh, maybe that's what I want to do? A couple things there. So it truly was the defining moment. I never thought that I was going to go into marketing. Um, you know, I, I my father took each of us kids to a trade show every year um, for a large a percentage of his career prior to starting um, the, the company. He only worked in trade show and he was constantly traveling. So I always went to SIA, the Ski Industry Association show, which at the time was in New York. Yeah, I have an uncle and an aunt were, that were in the area. So I'd hang out with them during the day and, and, you know, he'd go to the show and I'd walk shows. And so I always thought that was kind of cool, but he was never at home. Um, so that was hard. But the real defining moment for us was about um, six months after we started working together, I was uh, an account management manager working on biz dev as well. And we um, were a finalist for a regional rental car agency. So it would have been our first national piece of business. And I was, my office was in my brother's bedroom in the basement of my parents' home. And this client called in and said, you know, I want to let you know you're a finalist and we want to come by and see your office on Monday morning. So this call came in on a Thursday and I'm listening to, it's like an out-of-body experience, right? I'm listening to Jerry say, you're a finalist. We want to come by and see your office. As I'm looking at the orange shag carpet beneath my feet and I said, fantastic, I will go ahead and um, we didn't even have email at the time. I will go ahead and fax you details tomorrow on where the office is. So I hung up, ran upstairs and told my dad, he was working at the kitchen table. I said, we need a plan and we need it quickly. So we left within an hour and we found our first office to rent. We signed a lease the following morning, um, which was Friday. Saturday, we went and bought used furniture desks because we, we had zero capital. Um, and on Saturday, my dad made wood veneer tops to appear on the top of the desk, like oak, beautiful oak tops. And then I went and bought upholstery fabric, foam and plywood. And I cut it down to each side of the desk that you could see. I wrapped you know, the foam around the plywood and the fabric around that and just glued it to the desk. On Sunday, we moved into our office. On Monday, we had our entire family there to look larger than we were. <laughs> Jerry Martin was in at nine o'clock. At 10 o'clock, we had our first national contract. So that was really, you know, it shows that grit, right? It shows family unity. It shows passion. It shows curiosity. It shows the, it, you know, the a nimbleness to solve a problem and solve it quickly. You know, all these incredible attributes of entrepreneurialism. And it was really, we were off to the races. I love that. That is probably the best story I've heard yet. Because <laughs> all uh, I can see is you in taking that call, you know, in your brother's old bedroom going, absolutely, no problem. Yeah. We'd love to host you. How do you like no your worries. coffee? We'll see you Monday. Getting off the phone and just screaming up the stairs, Dad! <laughs> That's about how it happened. <laughs> Wow. So, I mean, you've come so far um, in the 33 years. What's your current role like? I mean, CEO, strategic business development, you've got us be starting to think about what next looks like for you. Um, 
what is it, what does it look like? And what are, you know, having, having had the, I guess the, the privilege of, of growing an organization from, you know, it wasn't new because your dad had been doing it for a while, but to, into what it is, how has it changed? What are like our challenge, some of the same challenges still as, you know, 25 years ago, is it new? Are you making different compromises now that your kids are, you know, some of them are, are grown. They'll tell you they're grown up, but you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. So my father and I, um, you, we were an incredible lifestyle company, meaning um, the company afforded us a lifestyle to live um, that, you know, allowed him to travel the world. Um, it allowed me, um, you know, the ability to, to put our children through private school. Um, it allowed me the ability to leave the office every day at three to go get them and um, help them, you know, get their homework done, get dinner on the table, get them to bed and then go back to work. You know what I mean? Yep. So, it, and by the way, we think that's important for all of our team members to be able to have that ability um, to, you know, just have that schedule that adapts to their family first. Um, but, and it was wonderful. We were still growing, but I really want to become fast growth. And that's where my focus has been. Um, I bought my father out of the business um, before, right, but, you know, before a couple years before he passed, mm -hmm. he was ready to retire. Um, and so I bought him out and my goal has really been fast growth since that, since that time and working with fast growth companies as well, um, which is really where our sweet spot is, is, um, a company that has received a series a, they're getting ready to receive a series B. Um, and they want to make sure that they're positioned accordingly and that they're differentiated in such a way um, that not only the target audience uh, begins to really rely on them, um, but the investment community can see the difference with that brand. And they, they decide, okay, this could be something really cool for us to tackle. Um, so I don't, I would never say that there were compromises, but each stage of my career was very, very different and um, be based on what my family needed at the time right. and the business afforded me the ability to do that. To be able to have done what you've done and still found that balance, um, you should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation would be a good outline. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll send you the transcript. <laughs> um, so it sounds like you found your passion. It, it, you've been able to build this business and, and morph it and, and meld not only to be responsive to what your clients need and the type of clients that you want to work with, but also to fill your passion um, barometer, right? And making sure that you're right. being energized and, 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 you know, there's nothing that's holding you back from, from going to work. I had a boss one day that said, you know, the first time that you get into the shower in the morning and are trying to figure out reasons to go to work is the time you need to find another gig. It doesn't sound like that's, right. that's happened for you. Well, and as a matter of fact, I mean, a couple points here. So one of the very first things that my father ever said to me, um, and you know, and it took a lot of love, um, to spit these words out was, the day you stop enjoying this is the day you need to do something else. Yep. And I really, I mean, yes, there are days that I don't enjoy it. Um, but it's, you know, it's typically um, because we have under delivered for a client and there's disappointment or um, I've had an employee take advantage of me and, and I need to release them, you know, from employment. Um, and, you know, and that happens. Right. Yep. 
Um, and those are the, you know, the worst days um, that are in the business and they're a part of running any business. But the other thing that is important to me is this is, you know, a very community heart driven business. We do a lot of um, pro bono work for nonprofits. But the other thing that I think is very important, I want to help visionaries realize their vision. So um, giving back to the community, uh, we manage the startup event every year pro bona for this town of 120,000 people with a ton of innovative brands that have been grown here. Wow. Tons of innovative brands that have grown here or, or moved here from Google to Smuckers, um, you know, just Amgen, just amazing brands. And so we put on this event each week so that I can help other entrepreneurs realize the vision that I've been able to obtain. Um, I think it's so important to give back that way. Um, and I've had an incredible gift. I've been incredibly blessed and I want to help other people achieve that as well. That's amazing to be able to pay it forward like that. Fantastic. So I'm not sure there is, a, but if you weren't in the marketing space, is there something else that you, you'd be doing? You know, I, so I often think, um, could I, and would I, okay, there, there is an answer to that. But the first gut reaction when I saw that question was, would I want to be a stay-at-home mom? And there's something about that that's always been very intriguing to me. Um, but I've got this shopping habit that is <laughs> unbelievable. Um, my husband refers to me as um, Amelda Marcos. <laughs> I, I love shoes. I love fashion. Um, I love interior design, so I would probably have a shop, nice. you know, a, a shop, um, you know, brick and mortar as well as online, um, to just, you know, be able to buy things at wholesale. <laughs> That's, um, I know a few people who that, that would be a great function for them. And you know what? It's yeah. never too late. So maybe that's, exactly. maybe that's you next, right? You never yeah. know. I mean, you've already given us such amazing words of wisdom and, and things to think about and, and so grounded, like just such a practical approach to life for our listeners, particularly maybe the women in our audience, what would be your best piece of advice with regards to, you know, whether it's life, career, happiness? Yeah, it's balance. Um, so I, I talked about my MOM and my CEO titles, but I'm also a wife and a friend and a daughter and a colleague and a sister um, and maybe even someone that's admired um, by people from afar. Um, and I want to be able to, you know, at any given time, you know, I'm, you and I are here talking. And um, so I'm giving it 100%, you know, from a career standpoint. Um, but as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, my other daughter, um, who just started college today, um, sent me her first day of sophomore year. And I became a mom in that moment in time, and I gave her 100%. So it's being able to gracefully flip-flop back and forth between all of those things that people need from, from us on a day-in and day-out, from a day-in and day-out standpoint, and not become jaded. Um, we are pulled in a lot of different directions, and I say embrace that and and welcome it and don't feel that it's a negative. We're pulled in those directions because we can handle it, because we've got the strength to navigate it, um, and because 
you know, we will gracefully manage it, even if it's not 100% correct, even though it might be at a 20% instead of an 80 or 100%, right. we'll get it done. Uh, leaning into that and enjoying the ride, right? So whatever right. that flow, be it a, you know, a class four rapid or maybe just a trickling stream, just, you know what, make the most of it and, and, and go with the flow. I think that is absolutely brilliant um, advice. So thank you for that. Well, my pleasure. So, Lori, this has just been such a fantastic conversation. You are so inspiring. Where can our audience find you? Are you web? Are you social? Are you doing events? You talked about the, the weekly host uh, event that you host. Are right. there other places we can find you? So a few, few different ways. First of all, I always welcome an email. Okay. Uh, my email address is Lori, L-O-R-I, at avocet, A-V-O-C-E-T, communications.com. So feel free to reach out to me there. Uh, we've got the weekly podcast, which releases on Tuesday mornings called In the Integrate and Ignite Marketing Podcast. And you can get that on any player um, from iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, so on and so forth. And our website, which is avasetcommunications.com. Um, my Twitter handle is at Lori Jones. And I'd love to hear from you. I would love to um, provide you any insight or advice that you might need. Um, uh, and, and I say, just, you know, go for it. I'm, I'm a hop, skip and a jump away. Thank you so much. This has been such an amazing conversation. How you've 33 years, first of all, is a testament to be able to continue to be so passionate about what you do three decades later. Um, it sounds like you are an amazing role model for your kids and probably your husband too. He's probably watching from the peripheries and going, how does she do that? Um, we women tend to have a knack that, um, not saying no men have, but you know, that whole balance thing. And I guess because they haven't had to, but this has just been so enlightening and so much fun. So thank you. I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, yeah, this COVID thing, you know, five, oh. 10 years from now, hopefully we're looking back going, remember that? <laughs> hopefully. Um, but thank you. And, you know, to my audience, thank you so much for being here. If you're keen to hear more uh, stories from amazing women, join me next week when I'll be st- speaking with uh, Sonia Kirill and about her new journey that she is just embarking on in a new technology firm. As always, you can head over to unchartedjourneys.net to sign up for our email list, as well as check out the links and the resources in the show notes. Thank you again for listening. See you next time. And until then, enjoy the journey. Been flying solo for so long. Nobody singing the harmony Up there just me and my shadow No bass, no guitar, no tambourine And I found you like a melody And you were singing in the same key as me We had them dancing in the streets I don't want to be a one-man band I don't want to be a rolling stone alone Putting miles on a run-down van Baby, we could take our own show on the I'll lay down the beat, you carry the tune We'll get tattoos and we'll trash hotel rooms Baby, take my hand I don't want to be a